0: Was 35 and single, and I had discovered this dating website for people interested in financial independence. And oh, it was about as nerdy it's as you can get. Everything. Money mingle. <laughs> right? That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah, it was super nerdy. Actually, one of my girlfriends was like, Wow, you are really fishing in a nerdy pond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: And welcome back to Riley Project Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Hi. Hi. A little <laughs> off today.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm sick. Yeah. So
2: yeah, bear so, with me. So um yeah, we got we got fancy new shirts.
3: We do. We tried um so previously when we've done the merch, I've done like pre-orders and mm-hmm. then bought some extra. Right. Um, and that's great, but it's a lot of money up front. It's yeah. like Seven hundred to thousand dollars, depending on how much the pre-orders are, mm. and then hoping you get enough of the extra sizes that right. people don't join in the pre-order for. Um, so now we're just going to use a um, print-on-demand service. Um, we're testing out uh, print, printify, printify. I thought it was printful. Printful. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: she does it. I know, I my brain she is said printful. I, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe i'm wrong.
3: I'm not all here um but anyway so basically we upload our designs we will test them first we'll mm-hmm. order a sample and make sure we like them um and then we'll put them up there for you guys to order and then that way we can we don't have to have any extra sizes and stuff right. on hand Fine. but then you get yeah. to get, get our merch more choices and represent yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and then uh hopefully we'll move into sayings
3: saying yes from the yeah from real the life money mm-hmm. um we have <laughs> it's that one doesn't apply to this guest but it kind of does it's pretty what, funny real life the money? real life money yeah lady. yeah, yeah. The real life money and um, then um
2: you don't know what you don't know
3: yeah and then That's the enough. bcbs yeah for sure yeah so, so yeah we'll move into that um i tried to test the real life money one as one of our samples right but i couldn't Lockdown. i couldn't get that design quite quite perfect yeah so, and I got to give it, it's, it's justice. Cause that yeah, was a course. good That was moment. a good one. That was a good moment.
2: So. <laughs> so who we got? To, today's guest. Yeah. It's very, it's going to be a very good conversation. <laughs> it first is.
3: Off, <laughs> we, we, did, we had a pre. <laughs>
2: we did a pre conversation mm-hmm. and that, that could have been its own show. Right. We should have been recording. We probably we, should have. <laughs> we were, of course. But, um, we were so excited to get to right. our interview. There's so much good. We knew there was so much good information, yeah. That we forgot a couple of things, we a couple did of house very TV important things. things. So, so, this show is brought to you by
3: <laughs> Monarch Pine. <laughs> Wonderful, Katie has given um, all of our listeners 10% off uh, with code Riley Black on her website, her Etsy, which is monarchpine.etsy.com. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for that, Katie.
1: And, and then, we forgot somebody.
3: yes so last week when i pulled um the current like active patrons i missed somebody accidentally so she gets a personal shout out and that's christy c so thank you christy so much we like I, i mentioned it on our last podcast um but in a time where like things are weird and the economy is weird and you know, rocket money, which I have honestly downloaded myself and I actually really like it, yeah. um, you know, it shows you what subscriptions you're paying. Yeah. I don't know if the Riley Black project and Patreon show up on there. But um, just the fact that people are getting rid of unnecessary subscriptions and how hopefully this isn't a reminder to you to do that to us. (laughs) um, It just means so much more to us that you guys are here and that you're supporting us and that you find value in what we do. So, yeah, yeah, just another uh, thank you to everyone who is active or was previously active like who contributed anything to us we appreciate yeah. it um and now is a really good time to join in mm-hmm. if you haven't already because we have a large um hopefully large giveaway that will be <laughs> coming up um to celebrate our 50,000 downloads. I got to see. It's actually Monday today that we're recording. And Monday is when we get a bulk of our, our downloads just because that's when the new episode comes out. So I'm curious to see how much closer this Monday brings us to that. Cause we're last I checked, we were just under 1200 away from that 50,000 downloads, which is it's just insane. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I yeah. I wouldn't have believed you if you said that this was going to happen. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys.
2: Because, I mean, yeah, you give us those downloads.
3: Yeah. We we yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now's a good time to join Patreon so you can yeah. take advantage. Because all of our Patreon members, no matter what level you're at, you're automatically entered into any giveaways right. or prizes or anything we do. Um, so, yes, you can join in. And that's just another entry. Um, or you can just sit back and And, like, Hey, I'm a patron. I have a chance at winning. We
2: are thinking of a private group.
3: I posted the other day actually, and was asking for name suggestions. And so I need to check it and see, um, you guys want in on that private group. Yeah.
2: $4 a month is your entry into it.
3: It was time. I didn't, I really didn't want to start another group. I was trying (laughs) not to, um, but the people spoke. And they said that it would be easier, especially for like the private lives and stuff that we do. It'll just be easier if we have that, um that separate group. So that's where, you know, the stuff that's specific to our, our paying members, we're going to, we post it there and then I can at everyone and not have a heart attack because it's only, you know, 20, 40 people, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So So look, look out for that. If you're a patron, um, Mm -hmm. I'll send an email for sure to everybody, but, um, Yeah, that that will be coming. And then another thing that will be coming that we teased. um, Oh, wait. So let's switch into life. update.
2: So then let's go ahead and uh, head back over to Rachel and uh, stay tuned for the life update. So you can hear about our merch. Our guest today retired at 36, which is six years. I'm six years older than that. (laughs) So I should be well into my retirement by now. Runs a um a virtual workshop called Mini Money Magic. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised
3: you made it through that. Well, I wrote it down.
2: Well, I wrote it down. True. So, and comes from us all the way from Portugal. That's fancy. Which is which is our reach. Our reach. <laughs> we're today There. We met her. Met her at the Podfest. That's how yes. we. That's how we met. And um, welcome, Rachel. How's Hi, it going? Rachel. Hey,
0: John. Hey, Crystal. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah,
2: of course. course. It's, it's gonna be a good one because Rachel talks money,
0: <laughs> right? I like how you, I you like, like
3: what you did there. Like yeah. how I did that. That's
2: her that handle. Was, that
0: was good, John. You're a dad. That was a dad joke.
3: <laughs> He's very yes, wah, wah. very very good dad jokes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I do now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um. So so I met her. Um. You were actually off grabbing lunch, right? And I was being uh, Mm antisocial at one of the empty tables. And her her and her friend, I believe, walked up. um, Well, they came to sit down at the table. Also have lunch. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they were eating. They were just chilling Mm -hmm. before they went wherever. Um, And then we just started talking and... We headed off with them and I was like, you know, you'd be a good guest to have on the yeah. the podcast. And thankfully she followed up because I still haven't followed up with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. How did, like, how did you, so what's your background, I guess? Briefly talk about that.
0: Yeah. So um, I actually studied fashion design. I went to college for fashion design, y'all. And I'm one of those, like, rare people who actually um, did the thing that I studied in college. Oh, yeah. I don't know I, if, any, if you know anyone who does any, the thing they studied in college. So
3: oh, my, okay. sister, my sister, actually, so me and my sister, um, she attempted to go to college right out of high school, and it didn't work so well. And I barely graduated high school, so I didn't go, I didn't immediately go to college because, mm-hmm. you know, the high school didn't go so well. But then we both went back to school. Um, for finance, oddly enough um and she i oh the only thing my degree taught me was that I have no desire to do finance professionally <laughs> um and she actually does for an oil and gas company, so my sister actually does use her degree for
2: right
3: for her current job, but the, I don't know many others who do
2: <laughs> yeah, and I went to school for t v and here we are yeah here we are
0: <laughs> recording a podcast that's it right. Um,
2: Welcome to the revolution in laser engraving. Introducing Lens Digital, the creators of the game-changing Pyburn Rotary Attachment. With the Pyburn 4.0, you can turn ordinary cups, tumblers, glasses, and more into extraordinary masterpieces.
3: Looking to engrave niche items or want the functionality of a chuck rotary? Look no further than the Pyburn Grip, Lens Digital's chuck-style rotary. With a range of different-sized jaws, you can easily engrave a wide variety of items. All Lens Digital products are compatible with most CO2 and Galvo lasers and were designed specifically for the laser industry. All that paired with the best-in-class customer support, Lens Digital is your one-stop shop for all of your rotary needs.
2: Transform your laser engraving game with Lens Digital, where makers succeed. Unleash your creativity today.
3: And don't forget, we are proud Lens Digital affiliates as well. If you're shopping, code RileyBlack will take $50 off any order of $600 or more.
2: Hey there, podcast listeners. How great would it feel if this was the year you finally got to escape your 9 to 5 to embrace your lifestyle of creativity and entrepreneurship?
3: Every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, Eon Laser USA invites you to join the Freedom to Create webinar where you learn how to make this a reality.
2: Join leading laser industry professional and brand ambassador Emily, a.k.a. That Mom with a Laser, and Eon Laser USA's sales manager Alicia as they dive into all things Eon.
3: Learn about the advantages of owning an Eon Laser and get the scoop on Eon's rewards and partner benefits. Plus, get a glimpse at how everyday people who started out with zero experience paid off their lasers, scaled their businesses, and transformed their lifestyles.
2: So if you're ready for a lifestyle change, head over to eonlaser.us forward slash why us and sign up for the freedom to create
3: webinar today. Thanks for listening. Laser on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I did do I did work in fashion for 15 years. So I was by the time I was done, I was the vice president of a nine figure women's fashion brands. So we did like hundreds of millions of dollars in sales um, every year. And um, it was stressful. Like if you've seen the Devil Wears Prada or Project Runway, like that is not a joke. Like that is a very realistic depiction of the fashion industry. And like in my late twenties, like when when I was 29, I was diagnosed with a condition called rheumatoid arthritis, which is sort of a a degenerative joint condition where you have like inflammation in your joints. And for me, it was really in my hands and my wrists. Probably from all those years of, you know, death gripping a, a mouse or a pen, you know, tablet pen right. while I was working. but um, And I just had this, like, realization, like, oh, my God, like, I am wasting my healthiest, most active, fruitful years, like, right. making money for a corporation that doesn't even align with my personal values. And I'm stuck inside all the time. I love being outside. And I have no control over my time, right? I work right. crazy hours. And so, so now I'm kind of looking at this diagnosis and thinking to myself, like, wait a second, is this how I want to use these years of my life? Like really right. seriously. Is this what I want to do? Um, and I had only ever worked in fashion. So I just thought all jobs were like fashion jobs. I didn't know that right. you could have a job that like wasn't humiliating and they didn't yell at you. Hell out of you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't know that like, you don't, it's not normal to cry at work. Not apparently that's not really right. like that normal.
3: Yeah. I mean, I still cry some days, but you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, so I, I found this thing called financial independence, retire early. And what it was at the time that I found it, which was, you know, over 10 years ago and you know, who knows if, 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 if the transition that I'm about to talk about had already kind of started, but at the time it was these mostly men who were extremely frugal like never bought new clothes rode their bicycles to work like super super extreme frugality but the exchange right. the trade off there was that they got to retire like really 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 young like in their you know early 30s you know late 20s yeah. mid 30s and i just thought to myself oh okay like this must be the solution right like i'll just not work ever again um, yeah. <laughs> as one does <laughs>
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Um, And so so, yeah, what ended up happening was I was just like, okay, I can't this lifestyle is too restrictive for me. But like, how can I kind of make this work for me? And so I went out and I got a much higher paying job, which kind of like was a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work. And. So but I kept my cost of living really low and I started yeah. taking like all of my extra money and, and you know, I was still going out to dinner and still taking classes and doing some fun stuff. And I, and I lived in New York City, which was expensive, but right. um, and I just got really serious about investing and I just invested and invested and invested and invested. And over the course of like roughly seven years, I invested over half a million dollars um, and was able to retire from my corporate job.
3: Yeah, nice. that's awesome. when i loved when so when we were um talking about like a time to to meet i was letting her know like Mm -hmm. we typically record on like tuesdays at noon and blah blah blah, and she was like oh um she said something about it her being five hours later and i'm always used to be people being earlier because we're east coast right so if they're like you know, local to our country, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're you know either our time or a little or bit early. earlier, right, and I was like, five hours later, I was like, "Where are you?" <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's in Portugal, so tell us like I just I love like those kind of stories too, like how how the heck did you get to Portugal from <laughs> New York City <laughs> or New York,
0: yeah, yeah, so. Um, in in the summer of 2020, I was single. I was 35 and single, and I had discovered this dating website for people interested in financial independence. And oh, it was about as nerdy that's as you can get. For
1: everything. Money mingle. <laughs> right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. Yeah,
0: it was, yeah, it was super nerdy. Actually, one of my girlfriends was like, Wow, you are really fishing in a nerdy pond. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, but yeah so i ended up meeting this guy on there and he lived in the uk and you know at first when i saw like his message i i saw that he was from the uk and i thought well this is ridiculous like this is never going to work um right. but then i looked at this picture and i was like oh actually he's really hot so <laughs> of course i will like this message <laughs> you're like i'll awesome.
3: entertain it
1: see where it goes
0: <laughs> i was like well, yeah, i mean i could probably make some time to write back to this message <laughs> right um, Yeah, of course. So we ended up um, like immediately being pretty enamored with each other and spending all of our time FaceTiming. And we went on our first date to Barbados because it was the pandemic and we couldn't get into each other's countries. And it was like all very romantic. And our first date was like three weeks long. And, you know, at this point, I'm 35 and he's 37. You know, it's like we like we're not 20. You know what I mean? So, um Yeah, so what ended up happening was basically like we looked at the numbers and we looked at my investments, we looked at his investments, and it became really clear that like, I didn't need to keep working if I didn't want to keep working. And it would mean some big lifestyle changes, but it wouldn't mean like, you know, serious challenges. Like we could make it work. Um, And so I just left New York, basically, and I was a digital nomad for a couple of years. And all along, we had been following this family on YouTube, and their YouTube channel is called Our Rich Journey. And they um, they moved to Portugal. And part of the benefits of moving to Portugal for me is that the cost of living is significantly lower than it was in New York City. And there's some big tax advantages to living
3: Not almost anywhere, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) New York's pretty expensive.
0: I mean,
3: it's too hard to be cheaper. But yes, definitely an added
0: bonus for sure. (laughs) Totally. The bar was low, Crystal. Like, it wasn't a lot. Like, so, and then in addition to it, like, we live in this really beautiful place. We live right by the ocean. We get to go surfing. We spend a lot of time just like outside drinking coffee and relaxing. Um, So, but there was a time period there between where I was, where I quit my corporate job and before I moved to Portugal and before I started my business. So I Mm. did like just basically not work for a little while. And during that time, I kept meeting all these people who were like, how did you like, how the hell did you do this with your money? Like teach me about this. And that's kind of what inspired me to launch Rachel Talks Money, which is my Instagram account um, and my financial coaching business. So it kind of all came together really nicely um, for me. And now I get to live in Portugal and I work, you know, part-time depending on what's going on. I work as little as I can, but sometimes right. it's and more than sometimes. The,
3: yeah, you still have the really hot boyfriend, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I still have the really hot boyfriend. <laughs> Most surprising part of the whole thing.
1: Right?
2: <laughs> Attention all laser owners and crafters. Are you tired of spending hours cutting, painting, and assembling laser products? Look no further than crazy laser dad, Laser-ready blanks.
3: Their high-quality blanks are expertly sourced, (laughs) tested, and ready to use with your lasers. Say goodbye to the hassle and frustration of time-consuming projects and hello to more time creating and selling.
2: Plus, with their wide selection of items, you'll surely find the perfect blank for all your customers.
3: So, what are you waiting for? Visit CrazyLaserDad.com today and take your laser crafting to the next level with their laser-ready blanks.
2: Speaking of all things laser, check out Houston Acrylic at HoustonAcrylic.com for reliable laser-tested and laser-approved materials.
3: Made for makers by makers, Houston Acrylic features over 450 styles of acrylic sheets. With over 50 new arrivals being released this month, Houston Acrylic is committed to bringing new and innovative styles to the laser community. My personal favorite is the matte anything that. <laughs> and I feel it's like perfect for everything.
2: Don't forget to save 10% by using our exclusive coupon code TRBP10 at checkout. Get inspired today and visit Houstonacrylic.com. Do it.
3: So, what's kind of funny is you probably don't know this, but we actually we didn't meet on a dating site, but we no. met in Vegas um while we were both on vacation. Yeah. So, um and then we were long distance for two years. He, I lived in Colorado and he lived in Florida. And then uh, two years later, he proposed and then moved, up. moved out to Colorado. And we were there for five years. And then now we've been in Florida for almost six, I think. Yeah. If Just the about. math is mathing. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. So almost seven, actually. Hold on, I don't know. That's too much math for yeah. today. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're about to actually celebrate our ten-year Ten year. wedding anniversary in wow. June. So we're gonna uh, hopefully go back to Vegas.
2: Hopefully, if 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 the we money money, to, money right, <laughs> the money has some exactly. money first.
1: <laughs> maybe Rachel, <laughs> that, can, maybe Rachel can help us. That's what we're putting <laughs> out into the, money, the universe,
2: <laughs> and and uh, and that's that's what our goal is for this year. Right. One of. Yes. Many but. one of many. Yeah.
3: The, <laughs> speaking of goal making, when we were sitting there, or no, we were driving. Where were we going?
2: To Podfest?
3: To Podfest, was or
2: I? down south to see my brother.
3: Maybe that. I don't remember. We were on a long drive of some right. sort. Either we were going south or Florida. north. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, while we're sitting here in the car, right. We need to work on our goals. And there were there's so many. And there's oh, so yeah, many was, like even smaller south. ones that I didn't even include Mm -hmm. on the like official official list so there's a lot yeah we have a lot of goals (laughs) we do
0: (laughs) well i'm like a big proponent of the long distance relationships because like well first of all it worked really well for me but also you're really forced to communicate and especially when you're apart for long periods of time you get really really good at just like being able to have conversations Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. have to
2: that's all
3: you have and well and that i think that's honestly part of the reason we worked as as hard like don't get me wrong long distance relationships they're really really hard and like again if you don't we didn't have like we have both had well-paying jobs but we didn't have well-paying jobs enough to where we had six hundred dollars to travel every couple months well you know what i mean six hundred for me it was from colorado to florida and back it there was? were a couple, especially even back then, I remember wow. paying f- at least $500 for a couple of my flights to go see hmm. you. And I would like tell myself, oh, it's not that bad considering like, I don't have to pay for a car and a place right, to stay right, when right, I got right, right. here. To get there. But right. I just had to get there. But then I, you know, that doesn't include all the spending you do while you're there yeah. and, and all of that. And like, it's actually, (laughs) you were the reason and the, the traveling and all of that was the reason I started to actually get my finances together was because I knew like where this was going. I knew that I didn't have as much money as I should considering what I was making. And then I had actually worked with a financial coach to get like my shit together. And it's, more together, but it's not a hundred percent together for sure. <laughs> yeah. I had all but, the same I
2: had all the same things. Yeah except I didn't see a financial person or anything. Yeah. I
3: just yeah lived. But I mean the long distance thing was huge and I, I think in our success because we had to communicate. Like you you called me, like we texted somewhat throughout the day, Correct. and then you would always call me. Um right, on your night. way home. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or we always had our we always or... had our designated long talks. Right. But then it's also it's also like when you do decide to make that move to in person, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always nerve-wracking. Like, are we still gonna have that same chemistry? Because right. we're used to calling each other uh-huh. at a certain time and then you hang right. up and then you know you kind of go about your your nightly <laughs> ritual or whatever right. it is. Um, but in person. That we did struggle there. a little
3: bit, the in person like talking, right? Right,
2: because it's like, well, we're not, we don't talk at this time,
1: <laughs> right? Go
2: away. I'm usually by myself, I'll see you at seven,
1: right.
2: and then we we talk for an hour and then right. we split ways again, right? Because I mean, that's kind of how you do it with long right. distance, but yeah. then when they're there all the time,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, yeah, it's just, it's just a change, it's a switch, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it wasn't for in our case anyway. Right. It wasn't bad. It yeah. just took a it just, it was a new routine.
3: Yeah. 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 But it was a good foundation to build on yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think for us, it's like been similar. I mean, even still, he actually works on ships at sea. So mm-hmm. he's usually away for a month at a time. Wow. At sea. Um, yeah. so it's like every it's month on month off. So he's mm-hmm. usually away like roughly five months a year. So I get used to having a whole month of just doing my own thing and I can talk to right. him still, but. It's not like we're going to have a three hour FaceTime while he's at sea because he doesn't have right, reception right. and he's working. So right. um, so yeah, we've kind of gotten into this routine of like, okay, when we're together, I try to take as much time off of business as I possibly can. And then when he's away, I try to get as much done as I can so that I can like make time, but we'll have these stretches where we're together like three months at a time. And so, then it's like, I'm like, what am I, how am I supposed to do this? Like he's in the other room <laughs> having coffee because he's not working. I'm like, right. I want to go sit in the other room and have coffee. Like what the hell? <laughs>
3: well and so i mean that's a (laughs) that's a good example of like okay for you your entrepreneurship looks different than like a lot of our listeners and having a laser business but being (laughs) being an entrepreneur gives you that flexibility for those unique lifestyles because like if you had a regular job and he's gone for a month and then home for a month when he's home and if you still had to go off to a nine to five, like think how much worse that would be than like you just having to hop onto a coaching call, you know, for an hour or so, and then you can join him for coffee or whatever. You can kind of plan around that and like just make your schedule what you want it to be still work, but maybe work less. That's, I mean, that's one of the, the huge positives to doing so because there's the days where like it really really sucks (laughs) and like there's the ebb and flow and like one I shared the other day that I got a lot of feedback on it was just sharing someone else's meme but it was entrepreneurship is making 3,000 one week and 300 the next Mm -hmm. and not knowing how like the next week is gonna go but then with that (laughs) you know ebb and flow comes the flexibility to you know have a lifestyle that allows for more flexibility that you won't get from, especially from like a crazy, you know, fashion designing (laughs) job or whatever.
0: Totally. Totally. And it was like, one thing that was really hard was like when I was working full time, when I got home and he was at sea, it was really lonely in the house because Mm. it was like, I felt like I was really missing him. Whereas with the kind of setup that we have now, I can really build my time how I want to use my time. And part of this actually to kind of like tie it just because I'm a money person, but to tie it into money is like by organizing my money and having my money in order, it's OK to have these lower income months because right. I've been preparing and saving for it in a really organized way. So right. like if I want to take two weeks off and go do something with him, I'll check my phone, I'll take some coaching calls, but I don't need to be creating content and doing all that stuff every single day that I'm away because I've got that kind of organized.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's great for like, (coughs) for people who, there's some like laser makers who um, they sell Christmas basically is all they do. Mm -hmm. So they make like almost 90 percent of their income from like october to december and then the rest of the year they're literally that holds them over and they're prepping for the next Mm -hmm. christmas season Mm -hmm. i think david is exactly like that because he makes for one of his many businesses he makes solely ornaments yeah so you know having just that Preparation to have the money set aside so that it can make you through those other months makes those months that are lower not nearly as stressful. Right. So, one (laughs) thing we talked about in our pre call was um, banking. So, let's touch on that a little bit. So, like, my right now I have um, a regular brick and mortar Mm -hmm. um, bank account. And then, um, working with my tax accountant, she recommended, um, Relay and I used Relay so that we could do the, the profit first kind of accounting method. Um, so, but you also added some additional things like some additional accounts I should add, um, some automations. So what are your, are your tips on some banking stuff?
0: Yeah, for sure. Can I rewind a little bit and talk about Profit First and Relay? Do you think that the audience has heard that before?
3: Yeah. So I've talked I've talked briefly about um, Profit First because I have recently switched to it, um, and I have again briefly mentioned um, Relay, but not. We haven't gone into like a whole ep- episode right. or anything about. It. So it's been very brief. Of like, oh, I really like Relay. <laughs> yeah. but that's about it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. So Profit First is a book by a guy called Mike Michalowicz. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Um, I listened to the audiobook, which on the one hand, there's lots of really interesting, funny asides from him. Like he's a really cool dude and he does hey. a great job with the narration. On the other hand, <laughs> you kind of want to be able to see the paper. So I don't know, take that hey. with a grain of salt. But right. um, essentially the way that he kind of like, talks about accounting for your business. And I know that like when I say the word accounting, everyone's like hackles go up because literally everyone's just like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to look at this. It's a source of stress, right? Mm -hmm. But if you kind of follow the profit first system, what he does is he says, all right, let's break down every dollar or euro or pound or whatever comes into your business and let's assign it a percentage basis for like what its duty is going to be. So let's Mm -hmm. say that, you know, you're going to put fifty. 50% 50% towards operating expenses. So for the laser folks that might be, you know, things related to the materials that you need, shipping materials, um, software that you might need to buy, patterns you might need to buy, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're gonna put 15% of your gross towards taxes. Then you're gonna figure out how much am I paying myself, right? Cause one of the things that Mike really hammers on about in profit first is as entrepreneurs, we often reinvest everything back into our businesses and we don't yep. pay ourselves, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing some nods, from Crystal. Guilty, exactly. So, like the thing about this is, like, you want to build the business that you want to have, right? And mm-hmm. I want to have a business that pays me. Do you guys want to right. have businesses that pay you?
1: Sure, hundred percent.
0: Yes, we don't want our businesses to be charities. So Mike's argument is basically, you have to set money aside to pay yourself. Whether you want to or not, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. And so right. Relay, which is an online bank, is basically designed to work automatically with profit first. So um, if you have a business, I believe you need an EIN or you need some, you know, you need some documentation mm-hmm. that you are a business. You can't use relay for your personal banking. But I have mine set up so that I have a series of accounts, and every day at the end of the day, any money that has come into my incoming account. So like all of, I get, I use Stripe. So all of my transfers come in through Stripe into my incoming account. And then it gets automatically divided into the buckets that it's supposed to go into. And so my buckets are things like operating expenses, taxes. I have a profit bucket. That's not even what I'm paying myself. It's just profit. I have a savings bucket. I have an owner's pay bucket and I just started one for my retirement. So I'm deciding right now that I want money that comes in to get funneled into both owner's pay and retirement in addition to also profit, right? So I'm forcing my own hand. And when I open my Relay account, I can see like, okay, I've got 500 bucks here and I have $75 here and $1,000 there, and they're really broken down. So if I'm considering a purchase or I'm, you know, whatever's going on, I'm like, "Oh, I better pay myself. I can look and see how much money I actually have to pay myself with." Right. Right? And I think yeah. changing your mindset around the money coming into the business needing to 100% get invested back into the business, like that yeah. mindset of I just have to invest back into the business is going to keep you broke and keep your business from being profitable.
3: Well, and it's so much less stressful and it's it's it like you know, cause there's so much stress around money and there's so much stress around, am I taking too much from my business? Am I, you know, am I doing things right? And when it's all like, when it's all in one bucket, it always felt like I had, you know, these like weird, like goals of like, I didn't want it to go lower than this when it's like, is that really like a bad thing? As long as like things are covered, um, you know, I didn't want to take too much to pay my bills and to do things like that. I always had guilt from like taking from it. Um, And, you know, just little things like, okay, do I have enough for like upcoming expenses? And it takes all of that like stress and worry out of it. Like, sure. There's the initial like setup of like, okay, what are my, you know, your monthly business expenses or what kind of money do I need to have set aside for, you know, if that, um, that yearly, What do you call it? Um, Withdrawal from Kajabi. That's almost two thousand dollars. Like making sure that I have that kind of stuff like set aside, and it it takes the stress of those being pulled out. And like I remember, it was like a month or uh, like month or maybe a couple weeks ago, and like you know our our personal account was a little low, and I was like, oh, you know, okay, I you know now it's time to pay myself. And when I went in to to relay. (laughs) And I had a couple thousand dollars in my owner's compensation account, and I could take 500 to a thousand without feeling guilty about paying myself. Right,
2: that's what it's for. Right. That's what and, that I did, and, is for. and I
3: know because I have a taxes account mm-hmm. that I'm not taking for my taxes, taxes. right? Because I have, you know, the profit account and I have, you know, the other accounts, I knew I wasn't me taking that $500. I'm not taking it from somewhere else in my business. Right. I'm taking it from,
1: you where know, where I it. should be taking right.
3: it. And yes, I should be paying myself. Right. So it just, it makes all of that, like, so much easier and so much less stressful once you do that and especially again i haven't set up the automation yet um because we're pretty we're pretty new just like a, a we've only had like one or two meetings with the profit first so um and now she's crazy busy in the like mm. tax time yep um yeah. but like setting up the automatic like percentages and stuff i think will be huge and one you brought up was the retirement I don't have that one yet. I have like a small like retirement from my 12 years that I was at mm-hmm. a corporate job. But I know that that's like not nearly enough for when the day comes and I need to be saving for that. And eat, like, sure, you know, putting I the amount of money I probably should be putting in there is is what is a lot. It would probably hurt to hear <laughs> how much, but. I'm putting in zero now. Right. So even if I put in $20, that's $20 right. more than was there last week, last right. month, whatever. And so it doesn't just starting mean it, that habit and, is right, most it's, important. It's
2: starting a habit because you could always grow from there. Right. Just because you're putting in, you're contributing 20 now doesn't mean you're going to be contributing 20 at the end of the year. Right. Because at hopefully we grow and we see we see where our money's going mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I need to like make a little bit more, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of how much more you really need to be making to get to your, whatever your goals are.
3: Yeah.
1: And I
0: think that when it comes to pricing, actually, and of course I'm going to be fully transparent that the laser industry is not my area of expertise, but when it comes to pricing, there's two things that we always forget to include in the price. And number one is our time, right? Uh And it's not just your time actually making the pieces. It's your time designing the piece, your time packing and shipping, your time ordering materials, Troubleshooting, customer service. Mm-hmm. The right?
3: shipping was my first realization um, in my business that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't paying enough. So, like the kind of like people's negative connotation to paying shipping prices, mm-hmm. like kind of affected my business for a while because. When, For one, when you're new to business, you don't know how much something is going to take to ship. Like when I sent my first big sign, I had zero clue about how much it was going to cost me. And I highly underestimated the amount of time it was going to take for me to ship it so that it doesn't break break when in shipping Mm -hmm. and i had i had to youtube how to make a custom box because there was no box that fit the sign that i had Mm -hmm. made and then making that custom box took me almost i think two hours and then so like if i charge her if i would have charged her what shipping just cost me you know, fifty dollars, I think it was fifty or sixty dollars mm. in shipping. Um, and that was just from UPS. That wasn't like right. you trying know, right, box, trying to find the trying box, the find a way to the ship actual it box it. the time that you know, the two hours, like what if I'm right. paying myself minimal twenty-five dollars an hour, I've just lost fifty plus dollars in my time. Right. And then now like did I even make a profit on the sign because of shipping. So shipping and pricing is just it's one of the The hardest things about our business, as far as like laser goes, but Mm. shipping is is a huge one because.
0: And that's why you switch to keychains, (laughs) 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 right? (laughs) Like big signs, no, No, yeah, (laughs) no physical product, yeah, yeah. And so, and this is like a huge problem across the board with lots of entrepreneurs is that they underprice their own time in yeah. all parts right. of the process, right? Because nobody's paying you while you're doing your bookkeeping. No one's paying right. you while you're paying your taxes, right? So like you have to kind of factor all of that in to your product. So that's that's part number one. And part number two is your retirement, right? So like if you had a corporate job still, Crystal, you would right. be putting in like, let's say four or five or 6% into right. your retirement right. accounts. And if you're lucky, they're going to be matching your four or five or 6%. Right. So you're gonna be getting eight to twelve percent of your income, but it's only costing you four to six percent. And it's right. automatically going in there out of sight, out of mind, right? Let me
1: think about it. And yep. so
0: like these are things that we are not as entrepreneurs factoring in. And and that is because we are forgetting that our businesses are their own basically like organism, right? And we are part of that like beast right? And we have to pay ourselves for our time from the business, right? And so while it's really uncomfortable, and I think also for sort of newer entrepreneurs who feel uncomfortable charging the prices that they would have to charge to pay themselves, um, it becomes something where the beast grows out of control. And then you have to raise your prices and you've got this customer base that's like uncomfortable with the price point now, right? Because it used to be so much more affordable. And so I would like encourage you as an entrepreneur to just make sure even out of the gate that you are thinking about that, you know, retirement. And I know this number is going to scare all of the audience, but like (laughs) the kind of advice here is that you should be saving and investing like roughly 15% of your income for retirement, your pre-tax income. Right. And so it's like, where the heck is that coming from in most businesses? And the answer for most folks is operating expenses. Like how many expenses do we have that we can't even remember? Like when I've been going through and preparing for my taxes, right. Have you guys been working on your taxes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like looking at these charges and I'm like, what was this? I was like, what did I pay $87 for? And then you look back and you're like, oh yeah, it was a course I bought that I never even opened. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like the operating expenses when, and Mike talks about this a lot in profit first First, is um, by really honing in on like how we're using this money that comes into the business so that we can prioritize the things that we want the business to really support, which would be our lifestyle. Right. So in order for the business to be a good lifestyle where you're not, like working 14 hours a day and taking home, you know, $7.18 at the end of the day, right? you you really have to factor for these things. And so the combination of like profit thir- first accounting and relay banking is like one of the best ways that I think for, and, and you know, some entrepreneurs will say, oh, I'm such a small, you know, I'm just getting started. I just got my laser or I just quit my job girls start now. Do not yes. wait until your business is bigger because it only right. becomes a more difficult beast to tame. Right. If you wait.
3: Yeah. yeah. I if I would have done it in the beginning, I think it would have helped me uh, immensely cuz it would have I don't know, every dollar I would have felt like had a purpose. Cuz I remember like the first year paying taxes, it was so stressful of like, you know, thankfully And we were kind of doing our personal finance in the same way of the, like, growing up, if you got, we were even just talking about this with your mom the other day, growing up, if you you got a tax return, you kind of, you counted on that tax return of a couple of thousand dollars to be like your emergency. It was my mm-hmm. emergency fund right. for the year. And or so for your like
2: big purchase. Right.
3: Right. Or, oh, I'm going to treat myself <laughs> right. to this or treat myself to that. And then when we were talking to your mom the other day and we're like, you know, honestly, our goal is to, to break even. Right. Or, you know, maybe pay like a little bit, um, and her eyes were just like, she didn't like, she's right. like, or like, or
2: like, Oh, you're not getting a return this year. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, no, yeah. it's not. Oh, no, no,
3: that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know how, like, the one year <clears throat> we paid, like, I think it was like $2.13 or yeah. something like that. And I was like, You know, and it, it kind of sucked on one sense because I was always used to getting that, like, couple mm, that thousand lump, dollars or right. whatever that big lump sum. But then it was like, Oh, wait, I didn't have to pay either so that was great and then but yeah it was just funny like seeing her her response and like trying to explain to her like okay if you get a huge refund that typically means that you paid too much throughout the year and they got to basically invest and make interest and stuff off of your money instead of you doing that right um yeah but had i had i started in the beginning because like i remember when my account had like six hundred dollars and i was like oh my god (laughs) <laughs> and then like, you know, when I first started out, but then like I had like a, a you know, big commission, a big sign or a big project. And it was like, oh, OK, well, now I have to go spend, you know, $100 on materials and this and that and having more of a clear picture of knowing like, okay, yes, I just got paid for that job, but did I set aside money to pay those taxes on Mm -hmm. that income? Did I, you know, do I set aside money for the next project to be able to buy those materials and that kind of stuff? I think it would have made it so much less stressful of like where, where can, it tells you where you can spend your money, which is huge.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think people have this misconception that like budgets are all about restricting how much you use mm. your money. Because really, profit first is just a budget for your business, right? And in, I want to like reframe that idea that it's a restriction on how much you can spend and just be like, it's permission to spend, right? Right. So like if you make a thousand dollars and you know that you have 40% of that money is going to your operating expenses, cool. You just got $400 that you can put towards your next three commissions, right? right? And those are covered, which means when you get paid for those, actually all of that money is just getting, you know, you'll be able to either reinvest back in the business Let's say you're paying yourself 20%, right? You you just paid yourself $200 right. out of that $1,000 out of the right. gate, right? Instead of you paying everyone and their mother first, mm-hmm. and then you just taking the last few pennies that are pieces, left over.
1: Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. right?
0: And so it's like a really freeing feeling to just be able to like open your, you know, look, I I mean, I use the app mainly for Relay, yeah. although I do use it on my computer too. But yes. um, just like open it up and be like, okay, cool. I have $2,000 in my owner's compensation account and I have – in my retirement compensation. Like I better move that retirement money over to my Roth IRA Mm. or whatever so that I can get it invested, you know? And it's really like, it changes your perspective about, about also for me, at least my feelings about my business. Like I actually (laughs) am happier with my business now that I'm organized with my finances. And it's the same in your personal life, right? Like I think we all think that building a budget is going to feel terrible and we're going to feel guilty every time we go to Starbucks or Donuts or McDonald's or whatever. But actually, as soon as you get like a hang of your finances, it starts to feel really good because then, you know, you can go without having to feel guilty about it later and without like avoiding looking at your bank account or avoiding looking at your credit card bills.
2: For sure. Yeah, I will say when we had um, we lived in Colorado and you were still working with the um, um, financial coaching, coaching, Uh we always walked in like. Nervous as to what (laughs) she was gonna. We're gonna get in
3: trouble. (laughs) It's like, all right,
2: we got we gotta go give mom our report card, right? But then you walk out of there with like, oh, we weren't in that bad of a situation, like you know. And then and then, like you were saying, when you buy, when you have everything in order, even when you don't you buy that Starbucks, there's still a little bit of guilt like in the back of your mind. Right. And you, even though you're enjoying it, you're enjoying right. that um, expense,
1: uh-huh. a
2: little bit of you has, you know, you're just holding back just a little bit. Uh-huh. But once you have things in order and you right. know how much you can spend
1: right. then when like, you oh do, this is covered
2: when you do get <laughs> it right it is that much yeah. more freeing because there is no guilt right. whatsoever you can That's, enjoy
3: the, the right. sushi it's, the coffee whatever it, without it is without the i couldn't your, be here
2: <laughs> right your your bottle of your favorite liquor whatever right. it is it's like you're like well this this is guilt-free because this is what it's for this, mm-hmm. this was set aside everything else is covered i took care of all that at the end this is mine and right. for you to do what you will Yeah. So it is a little more freeing when you do that because you can just spend on what you want. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the
0: other thing that happens is that you forget that you've been putting money into your savings account, right? So, like, I'm a huge believer in automations in both business and personal, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. my clients inside of like working with me, they're setting up automations where we really understand how much they can comfortably move to savings so that they don't feel strangled and like they're running out of money. And then after a little while, you kind of forget that those transfers oh. are happening to your savings account. And every once in a while, you'll open up, you look at you like, oh, my God, like I have like, you yes. know, six thousand dollars in here. Like, yeah. how did that even happen? Right. That happened, yep.
3: that happened with you, with your retirement.
2: Yeah. Yeah. With I never really. Last,
3: I, it was just so moving, automatic.
2: Yeah. Before moving to Colorado, I, I think I did contribute, but not much. And it wasn't matched at all. So then when I went over and got that full-time job at that at that station, mm-hmm. um, they did match. Yeah. And it was, you know, again, you I did it when I first got hired. Yeah, I'll I'll contribute six percent because that's right. what you guys match. Boom, we'll do that. And then if I need some more, but right, it never became an issue. And we lived off of you know what I mm-hmm. got, and that's that right, didn't even think about it. And then when um when I left, yeah, I came here. And Fidelity little, sent like, me the report. email. Uh-huh. They sent me the email, like, oh, you know, this is how much was in your we're gonna be doing whatever.
1: Uh-huh. I
2: was like, whoa, <laughs> that is <laughs> right. What, what? And it was almost like, where did that money come from?
1: Right. Like, yeah.
2: Again, it's like I didn't know it was there. And mm-hmm. and I didn't know how much I didn't know how much was being contributed every, you right. know, every paycheck.
3: Yeah, because it came out of the paycheck before, like, right. yeah. On, right. Off and, the and, top.
2: And I mean yeah. Come on, that that breakdown between your FICA and your insurance yeah, right. and all that—those like those and, are all yeah. nice numbers. What's that fine? How much do I get paid? Okay, and then that's yeah, what you're
3: like, <laughs> right, folks.
1: exactly. So, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that a lot of time for like creative folks, right? Like, you know, I'm assuming you own a laser business, right? It's because you like making things. You you like right. seeing that end result. And the thing that's kind of like maybe a little bit of like a mental gymnastics with um like saving money and investing for retirement is that there's not a whole lot ha- like it doesn't feel like anything right which is right. sort of the point and then you mm-hmm. have those moments like john is describing where you actually like you're like you know what let me just see what's happening with my roth ira and you open right. it and like for example right now the s p 500 and you know this is at the time of the recording but right. the s p 500 yes. is like way up right now so probably yes. for most folks who are listening to this If you have anything in investments in your retirement accounts, if you open them today, I bet you're going to see that they're way up because you definitely are invested heavily in this. Right. This is a big component of a lot of retirement accounts. And so not only are you saving money, but that money is working for you and it's doing stuff in the background if you get it invested. Right. So like I do want to say this is one of the things that's really important. If you are thinking about opening a retirement account for yourself as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that that money actually gets not just put into the account, but then you have to buy investments with the money in the account. Because with your 401k right. through work, when you're setting that up, they walk you through the process. You can It's really difficult to just put cash in a 401k. But, yeah. you know, the same is true as an entrepreneur. You, you want to get that money invested so it can grow.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah, which is huge because then, you know, that would be like the worst realization thinking like, oh, okay, I'm putting all this money into the Roth. But what you're doing is like you're literally just like setting it there. Right. And not really like putting it to, to work, to work, to like to good use to actually like grow for mm-hmm. you. And, you know, the whole purpose of a retirement account, and, you know, making it so that it 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 gets bigger and then it also can help you once You know that time comes and we all never really know like when that time comes and a lot of times for people um it doesn't always come like when you plan for it like a lot of people right like i mean she kind of got to you know but like if for the typical i guess i don't know person i feel like most of the time it's like oh i have to because i'm sick or so and so sick my you know like with your mom Uh your mom retired early because her mom was sick and so like even you know setting word working on like investing for her for the money that she got from like you know your grandmother's house because it was never really like part of the discussion part of the culture to plan for any of that stuff you kind of just worked worked until you couldn't work anymore you didn't have a lot of retirement and the retirement you did have was social security Mm -hmm. and for people our age it's not something we should or really can count on anymore like it's probably not going to be there by the time right and then then in
2: my my mom's case it's also the um the mentality shift Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: they they came from Cuba, where it's a whole completely different like you know you're once you pay your house off it's yours Mm. Like there's no taxes at the end of the year right there's no <laughs> property yeah, there's, yeah. There's, that <laughs> he i mean i remember he he literally said if i knew i was gonna still have to pay for my house i would have never left cuba
1: mm. like
2: that's how much wow. he he was he like he, yeah he, well he didn't <laughs> well he didn't understand yeah because he he was so he was so, so proud right. when he made that final payment and i think he understood taxes it was like because well because i I know I owe. I still owe this money, so they charge me because I owe. Right. He can wrap his mind around that, but yeah. once the house was paid off, yeah, he's like, "No, this is my house now. I finished <laughs> right.
1: paying. What, what do you mean I have to
2: pay to who? Yeah. yeah, I'm not borrowing any money. I'm not. This is mine now. It's like, right. no, no, it's not yours, sir. Right. And he's like, <laughs> I would have just stayed in it's Cuba. It's yours, for this. but
3: you have to pay because yeah. right
2: because his that that was like his end goal, like after this right I can relax and it's like what do you mean I can't relax now mm-hmm. so so yeah it's, it's on top of that there was right. that mindset so there was no like you know um you know Social Security is like here it uh-huh. wasn't over there it's not right. like you know there wasn't I don't even I don't even know what like the retirement mindset is over there I right. guess it's just you live at home because again you don't have to Pay taxes right. so on your So your house. your
3: expenses are a little bit lower, right? In and the then med- of... and
2: then like medicals free mm-hmm. over there, like you know, like there's because right. it's because it's a whole different situation. <laughs> right. um, everything like there aren't there aren't the exact same um scenarios um yeah. expenses right as over here after you reach retirement. So I think over there you just retire and you know yeah uh, you don't live the life that you once lived because you don't right. work anymore, mm-hmm. but you can still live. Where here you really can't. You have to right. have something for retirement or something set up. If not, you're going to be working till you're know you in your 80s and 90s.
0: Well, and one of the things that I always say to people, and nobody likes to hear this, but the biggest gift you can give your children, for people who have children, Mm -hmm. I know you two have kids, is to prepare yourself for retirement. Because I have plenty of clients who are already giving their parents money every month, right? You know, and it's like imagine if you had a, an additional bill every month that was a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars helping your folks out, right? And I'm sure that right. you'd be, you know, if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you can help your parents and you have a right. good relationship with them and you're gonna do that, you're right. happy to do it. But you know, you don't wanna you don't want your kids to have that same burden, right? And it's right. really hard to say, okay, I'm gonna take 15 cents of every dollar that I earn and I'm gonna invest it in my Roth IRA or my SEP IRA or my solo 401k or whatever it is that like as an entrepreneur you have set up. Right, But like, you really have to reframe it, right? Like, I think yeah. people also feel like that they're disappointed that they don't get to spend it. It's right. like, oh, but that's the money I would have gotten to spend to like go out to dinner or whatever. But right. in reality, you are going to spend it. You're going to just right. spend it later, you yeah. know? And that's like, it's for you. You do get to spend it. It's just for down the line when you're no longer bringing money in.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's funny you mentioned that now. The, you know, my, my dad is actually going to be transferred into uh, a nursing facility soon in this next like week or so. And the fact, you know, he did end up getting like a a settlement from um, his previous employer due to something. But beyond that, he, they set themselves up to plan for this day. You know, they had to move from their home to first an independent facility and when we went to go visit <clears throat> in December you know my his wife told me like oh yeah that the apartment they moved into that was just independent living it was no actual like assistance the assistance was like you could order food when you mm-hmm. didn't feel like cooking and like that kind of you didn't have to take care of the grounds and that kind of stuff it was ten thousand yeah. dollars a month. And like I don't even know, yeah, yeah. I don't even know wow. how much the nursing facility is. Right. But I know, like, when we were searching for um, my grandfather before he passed, it was like five, six, seven thousand dollars a month for mm-hmm. you know these nursing homes that he was gonna move into. And I mean, it makes sense because again, like, they take care of everything. There's right. someone there twenty four seven to help and that kind of stuff. But like, these are expenses that we don't we aren't planning for a lot of people aren't planning for and the fact that my grandfather had prepared for this like he had been paying into a long-term care like insurance or account Mm -hmm. or something for a long time and the fact that he did took the stress out of when he got sick and when dementia took over he we didn't have to worry about how the heck are we going to pay for this? Right. You know, are we giving our parents our grandparents the care that they need and deserve, yeah. you know, like when that time comes and like, you know, same thing happened to your mom. She, you know, even if yeah. you Almost wanted to put her opposite, into, a, yeah, the, the
2: opposite was that my grandmother didn't do that. Right. And then it, it it broke it my heart. It, well, and it, and it broke my heart when I did go to visit her in her nursing facility, mm-hmm. and the condition it was in. Because again, it was it was paid for by the state, you know, mm, Medicare, right, Medicaid, Medicaid. Right, Medicaid. Right. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't the same level. Right. Of you said um, you were,
3: felt like you were back in Cuba. I,
2: I felt like she was back in Cuba. I felt like I was visiting her in yeah. Cuba in the state because of,
3: that money wasn't set. Aside. Because the money right. wasn't
2: set aside, and then just. The, the care that was given is just, I mean, you get what you pay for. Right. So um, given that it's like almost the polar opposite yeah. of it, that yes, the care was there. And it's a good thing we have those systems in place. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's just night and day, the difference of, right. Of what's there.
3: Well, but the fact, I mean, one thing she had done when your grandfather passed was she did actually was of sound mind enough to, um, pay for her funeral expenses yeah, yeah, that was, and yeah. that was amazing that like when your grandmother passed, mm-hmm. we weren't you know, you were allowed to mourn to be sad, to right. do the preparations, right. to do all that and not have to worry about, great, how am I going to come up yeah. with $10,000 for her to be yeah. cremated and the yeah. funeral her and, and all, all that stuff. Like Her and
2: all of her siblings did that when their parents, when my great grandparents died, mm-hmm. they all like you know, that's when it came to, to mind like oh, we need to have something set as well and they all you know did that so that you know even when my grandfather passed Mm -hmm. that was already all set up and yeah it does take it takes all that pressure off of in this case the family left behind right you know so um yeah so planning for you know retirement does take a lot off of kids and even of yourself because I mean you know you know that that day is going to come where you're going to you're going to need everyone's going to need some help at some
1: point right
0: and I think that it ties into insurance, which I am certainly not an insurance specialist, but like definitely looking, making sure you have appropriate, I typically suggest term life insurance for yes. while you own a house and while you have kids, make sure you got that covered because, um, you know, again, you don't want to have like, God forbid you have an accident or something right. you can't work anymore. You're going to want to have that. Or God forbid one of the two, you or your spouse passes right. away and the burden of like, not only the insane grief of losing your partner, but yes. also just like, like having to deal with the finances is such a big deal. And I think, and when it comes to your finances too, like, you know, I see a lot of relationships where one partner isn't really that involved. And Mm -hmm. it really, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, we divide and conquer as a couple. And like, I totally get dividing and conquering, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you've got kids, there's reasons to do that. But when it comes to the finances, it's really important for both partners to have a certain degree of like clarity around what's happening with the personal money. It's good for the business money too, but... For your personal finances you want to know you know okay how do i pay my husband's credit card if i need to how do i you know even stuff like who handles the car insurance every year just all of these things you know can really fall on you at end of life and a lot of these like financial burdens that happen to people are because of essentially a lack of preparedness right they didn't have that savings account that the emergency fund is like something that i talk about a lot with my clients and I think it's like a really underrated tool because like you know what's not sexy is saving for an emergency but the minute you have an emergency you need a root canal something you got to replace all four tires on the same day right. that your kid breaks their arm oh, whatever gosh. like this stuff is gonna happen right yeah. and so it's like having that emergency fund to protect yourself now and then looking at okay what are the things i need to do to protect myself and my kids as right. i start to age right and like i feel really young like i don't feel like an old person who needs to worry about this stuff right. but like the reality is we are all going in that direction and like it's so much cheaper to right. just be serious about it now yep. and you know i think people think oh i've got lots of time i'm only 40 i'm only 45 i have plenty like 20 years is gonna pass like that and you want to yeah. take advantage of the market you know the stock market it compounds so it works much better over long periods of time mm-hmm. so it, it actually costs you significantly less out of pocket and like i want people to have those awesome retirements where you get to travel and you get right. to, um, you know, hang out with your grandkids and you get to live in a nice environment and you get to go yeah. to a nice retirement home.
3: Yeah, not versus... living in
0: cat food. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's and I true. think that yeah. like, we forget sometimes that we get into this like habit of spending, especially as entrepreneurs, right? Money is coming in pretty routinely, whether it's through huh. big orders, and you're getting in big chunks, or maybe it's more of you have like a, a smaller, you know, business that sells a lot of small items so you're just getting this constant trickle of income. Right. It can lull us into this sense that like we're good, we've got money coming in, we don't have to worry about this. And I and I'm not saying this to be like to scare folks or to like be right. a negative Nancy, but like actually I want to kind of reframe it as like you have this huge opportunity to like set a little bit of money aside, let the stock market do the heavy lifting. And then and it's simply by doing things like being organized right like opening that extra relay account that's just money that's meant to be invested for retirement and right. it's little things like this that like can really make a huge difference and you know like i started really getting serious with investing when i was like roughly 29 but mm-hmm. i had already been taking advantage of all of my retirement accounts and all that stuff and i had like a hundred thousand dollars over a hundred thousand by yes. my 30th birthday and right. so like I was already a leg ahead when I got there. And it was because of like putting two, three, 4% into my retirement accounts while I was in my 20s. And so I know a lot of us who are listening, probably the 20s are long, long <laughs> yep. gone, right? But it's never too late to start, right? Like For just sure. doing something simple, read Profit First, open a bank account with Relay and get yeah. organized with your personal finances too. And I have some great free resources to help folks with that. But yes. I think that it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we have to just sort of take a moment and be like, okay, actually, this is kind of serious. And I do, I, I gotta stop kicking the can down the road.
1: Yes. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah that's what right. I was telling him. Um, just in the last few months, I'm like, we really need to get, you know, cause we, we both had retirement accounts and life insurance through our employers and we don't have those right now with ourselves. And I'm like, you know, especially now that we're both, the self-employment route, it's even more important that right. like, you know, if something happens to us, then like, there's no way that like one, again, you're grieving. Like you said, you're grieving the loss, the huge loss of a significant other while then like, okay, how the hell am I going to pay the bills by myself right. now? Not with someone else's help. And then um, also touching on the emergency account. And how, like, you know, your tires the, the same day as whatever. Well, for us, it was the day we found out we were pregnant. We also found out we needed a new roof. And it was like, yeah. oh, yep. great. <gasps> <laughs> Wonderful. So, and you know, we didn't have that like emergency no. fund set up then, or we had like a little bit, but we definitely didn't have the six to $20,000 it was going to be to you know, replace our roof and we had to like reach out for help for that. So just yeah. little things like that, like you said, like, yeah, sure. It's not, it's not sexy, like saving up for that emergency fund, but like just um, like, the, it is when you need it. <laughs> it's real sexy <laughs> when something falls apart and you're like, I don't really want to spend this money on that, but at least I right. have it. Right. you know what I the mean. The other
2: token, you work so hard to save it, and then now <laughs> right? you got like, to no, no, no. spend it. It's like, well, I guess that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to. Right. I want to. Save and for- I think
0: it, And I think that, like, when you're thinking about your owner's compensation, right? When you're looking at profit first, and you're looking at your owner's compensation, you yes. got to remember that you're not just paying yourself your cost of living and a little bit of extras. You're paying yourself your cost of living, those little extras and the emergency fund right so like again it all goes back to just like really like looking at those numbers and saying to yourself like like first of all everyone who is operating a successful business where they are selling you know particularly this audience right you're selling a physical product online you're using multiple types of software you're shipping stuff you're buying materials you're juggling a lot of different things all the time and it can feel super overwhelming to just take the time to sit down and really work out your personal finances, but the truth is that it's going to be much easier to do it today before the crisis hits, right? Before you find out you're pregnant with twins and you need a new roof or before the dishwasher floods overnight and you wake up to, you know, whatever, a disaster of dirty water all over your life. Like it's really worth it. And I know that everybody who's listening is capable of doing it because like I've helped hundreds of people do this. There's no, you know, like, for sure, there's folks out there who might have like, you know, dyslexia and things that make it right. a little bit more challenging or ADHD. For sure, all that stuff ADHD. is real. But there's resources to help you to right. get this stuff in order so that you don't it doesn't turn into a bad situation. And in fact, it can be a really like you feel sort of smug when you're like, Oh, I have to replace the transmission. I'll just transfer that six thousand dollars from my emergency fund, right? You're like, <laughs> right. I hate it, but I'm actually pretty proud of myself.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. Well, I remember talking to him um, and we talked about this briefly on our like little pre-chat, but I remember the realization, like, so I kind of forget that Relay exists because I don't really touch it unless I need to, or unless it's at the end of the month that I'm making those transfers because they're not automatic yet. Um, right.
1: You got to get on I, that, Crystal. Huh? <laughs> you I
3: got to get on I'm that. going to. <laughs> um, but Just in the few months that I've been using Relay and working, you know, with my tax account on, like, getting that stuff set up, I remember, like, kind of beating myself up a little bit about, like, you know, I call it my brick-and-mortar bank Mm -hmm. and the amount that was in there. And it didn't really, like – it was a little lower than, like, this weird threshold that I put on it, and I – it didn't really feel like it was growing and whatever. Well, and it didn't feel like it was growing because – I had been doing some large transfers at the end of the month and transferring stuff into Relay. And I was remember being like, oh, there's only this much in in my account. Like, it's not really growing. And I had this light bulb moment and I, like, went to my Relay and I had almost $4,000 in the, like, total in Relay over, like, the miscellaneous accounts. And I was like, oh, I'm not sucking like this. (laughs) I'm not terrible like you know yes yeah. because like you get in your head of like oh like business is slower for everybody mm-hmm. like you know things are different right now the economy you like all of that kind of gets into your head and you right. kind of like hold on to that negative stuff mm-hmm. and then you forget that like oh okay like there is some positive stuff moving and i'm not maybe i'm making a little bit less but i'm not making zero And right. you know what i mean like there's still but, yeah, it was that, like, realization it was, like, oh, like, I, I literally almost forgot about that, like, three dollars or $4,000 dollars because it just kind of pulled it aside mm. for, like, you know, the taxes, the stuff that I'm not, like, I'm not pulling from it regularly. Right. And, you know, I pull from the owner's compensation, like, when I need to. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was such a good feeling that, like, that, you know, that that money was was there, and again, it really does happen without you thinking about it, especially if it's an automatic, right? like, yeah.
2: Automatic.
0: Yeah, there's actually a great tool that I like to suggest to folks to test out. um, That is called Empower Personal Dashboard. Um, Mm. It's an app and a desktop tool and it's completely free. What it is, is it's a bank account aggregator. And so Mm -hmm. you connect it to all of your bank accounts and it doesn't move any money. It can just see your account balances. Mm. And so what it does is it's tracking your net worth, right? So your net worth is the total value of all of your assets. That would be like your retirement accounts, your house, your savings accounts, your checking accounts, Mm -hmm. minus any liabilities or debt. So like your mortgage would come out, your car note, whatever, right? Student loans, if you have any of those lingering. And so Empower is designed to track your net worth. But Mm -hmm. it also aggregates how much money you have. So like all of your cash, like like you have that relay account that's got like four grand in it. Plus, you've got your brick and mortar account that has, like, let's say, another six hundred dollars in it. Right. It would it would show you in Empower, like, oh, actually, Crystal, y'all have, you know, forty six hundred dollars in cash. It will also show you all your credit cards, right? So, like, a a lot of entrepreneurs they get into a bit of a pickle with the credit card debt, right? Right. And it's real hard to pay it off, and you keep thinking, okay, I'm going to make this big sale, and it's going to pay off the debt. And you you're not maybe seeing it too if it's across three or four different cards. It's like, oh, it's only five hundred here and two thousand there and whatever well personal or empower personal dashboard is going to show you exactly how much debt you have too and how much is that each you know each card has and so right. it gives you this like really clear picture of mm-hmm. truly like what you have going on for you totally as like a total financial picture because we are breaking it up into all these little things that we think oh i've you know, got that old ira over there and i've got this credit card and whatever but really like the most important thing is like the total financial package that's you know right. going on between the two of you, really, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. you're married. So just having um, having Empower and setting up Empower can be a huge relief for a lot of folks because part of what stresses folks out about um, Profit First is having multiple bank accounts, right? It's yeah, stressful because yeah. you forget about them. Right. So it's a great tool and I highly recommend it. And like, they don't pay me. This is just like, it's an right. amazing tool and I've been using it for six years. So right. like, it's really good.
1: Yeah.
3: Do you have any other like banking tips that we haven't covered already? Is there anything?
0: Yeah, I think one thing we haven't talked about are high yield savings accounts.
1: Mm, yes. Um,
0: <laughs> yes. Right. They're <laughs> actually, when you were talking about that um, tax free loan that you give to the government when you get a giant <laughs> tax refund, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I was just thinking if you had like, let's say you had a high yield savings account and a high yield savings account is not at a brick and mortar bank so it's not you're not going to find it at bank of america or wells fargo or you know your local credit union may or may not have one but on the internet there's all these online only banks and they are banks like bask b-a-s-k ally bank is another good one um sofi bank um and i can i can send you guys some links for the show notes too Um, and um, again, these are not like, I'm not getting paid. I just, I work with these banks a lot. So, um, and these are banks that will give you a really high interest rate for your emergency fund. And so like, we're talking like 5% plus, which wow. means for every thousand dollars you have saved, they're just giving you $50 a year. Wow. Just giving it to you. You don't have to do anything. The money just has to be in the account. Right. And so, and some of these banks, particularly ally and SoFi, actually allow you to have kind of sub accounts in a sort of a similar thing to profit first, where you kind of earmark your money for different things. So yeah. I like to call your emergency fund, your oh shit fund, because yes. whenever you have to pay for something, you're like, ah, shit. Okay, I have to pay it. <laughs> Right. So um, so by setting up these sub accounts, which are called sinking funds, you could save money for like, you know, your trip to Vegas, for example, you guys could start putting a hundred bucks a week or whatever you can put, Hmm. you know, 5%, 10% of like your total income for the week and save it in this high yield savings account and earn all the interest on it. You should probably have one for like car repairs, home repairs, Um, you can have one for healthcare needs. If either of you guys, you know, you guys have kids, kids get sick, like they just, you know, it happens. Um, So all of these things are available to you inside of a high yield savings account. They're technically not business accounts. So I don't know if you can get a high yield savings for business, there may exist. I just don't know of one off the top of my head. But you could open a personal one and start, you know, saving your extra, your oh shit fund and be earning that like 5% return. Like I was working on my taxes today and I was like, oh my God, I made $245 in my Basque bank account, which I opened in the summer. So it's like, like I, I did nothing. I opened the account and I put money in there, Right. you know, $245 just in a matter of months. So that's a lot of money, at least for me, like to do nothing, to just have the account so that's definitely something that a lot of people are snoozing on and it i think there's a lot of anxiety around opening new bank accounts like i see this a lot with my clients like people just feel uncomfortable so like to dispel a couple of rumors number one opening a new checking account or a new savings account does not impact your credit score so Mm. if you're working on your credit score if you have debt if you're you know kind of on on a journey in that way opening a new bank account is not going to impact your credit score number two is only open completely free bank accounts. Don't open those bank accounts that have a $15 monthly fee or have a minimum balance. Minimum. <laughs> yes, yes, you don't have to open those. You could go to a bank like Capital One 360, which Capital One does have some brick and mortar stores, but their 360 accounts have no minimums and no fees. So, you know, you can do some research and see if you you know see things that you right. like about those companies. Um, I believe SoFi also has a checking account um, so you could open your high yield savings account and your checking account at SoFi. I'm a huge believer in in even basically profit first in your personal finances. So like my personal money, yeah. And my clients, I do this with my clients. I have them open a dedicated debit card just for their fund money. So mm-hmm. and I say to them, okay, put the money in there and put it in like on a weekly basis with an automatic transfer from your main checking account to just so you know, like all right, I've got 150 bucks this week to spend on. Clothes and Starbucks and sushi and nails and whatever. And if you can't buy it, you know, more money is coming. So it's not, I can't afford this. It's I can't afford this yet. Right. Or I'm not buying this now. Right. And if it's a bigger purchase, it's more than you're going to pay yourself in a week. You got to exercise a little self-control and let it build up a bit so that you can go out and, you know, buy that new whatever it is. Like you want to buy a new TV? It might take a little bit of time to save up for it. You could put a sinking fund together in a high yield savings account. So yeah. really understanding the American banking system can have a huge impact on your ability to build wealth sure. because all of yeah. us are trying to build wealth, right? That's right. like really yeah. what saving for retirement is. We yeah. just don't think about it, especially if we didn't come from families that really talked about money. Right. Like in a lot of people, money is super taboo, right? Like, oh, yeah.
3: yeah, very, right. Yeah. And it wasn't in, in, in my family as well. Like it was, it was like, I don't know because it was weird. I wonder like how my mom did it, but like she, she, <coughs> she taught about like the the importance of it and the importance of emergency funds mm-hmm. and all of that. But there wasn't a lot of like how to do it. And then like I also saw that like she kept a lot of her finance stuff separate from. Um, her significant other and so mm-hmm. did my sister and I just and like you moved and I don't even know like when you moved out to Colorado I don't know when I added you like to the checking account but we had to do right. that kind of pretty early on because you know I, you came with some money from taxes Yeah, <laughs> you used your tax money to, to help you with the move and that was like you're in between while you found a job out there but I like in a way I had to like kind of not support you cause you had some of your own money, but at the same right. time it was like, you didn't have any money coming in right? and we had to kind of combine stuff early on. And it, it's kind of weird that like I wanted to considering like the two examples of like mm-hmm. my mom and my sister, like kept everything like super, super separate, but just like, just there wasn't a lot of like discussion about how to do it. It was just always like important to do it. Like she would always, you know, with the 401k, mm-hmm. she'd always tell me like oh, Crystal put in like six, six percent so that it can match. And like right. the lessons were there, but like the tools weren't necessarily given. Yeah, and in my
2: case, there was no there was no understanding of it. So right. were they they no one could really like teach they didn't even understand it themselves. Right. You know my mom yeah. didn't understand it. My grandparents didn't understand it. Well, so and- there wasn't that
3: I mean, one of the first things that we did with your mom when she moved in, it was like literally a couple days into her living here was what are your expenses? How much money do you have? Like what are, you know, Mm -hmm. because and then we found out like she ended up like going through a debt consolidation company right. because she was overwhelmed with credit card debt. And I remember you asking her, like, how did you find this company? And she was like, I saw a commercial and we were like, Oh my God. Yeah, But like he yeah. didn't know otherwise, right? you know? Right. And there's then, no... and then we also came into the situation knowing
2: who to go to right. for the information.
3: Well, and because it's so it's, there's a lot of shame behind money as right. well yeah. and i'm sure she had a lot of i could tell when we were talking about it that there was a lot of you know shame for her because she was like at some points like explaining why she had so much credit card debt and the fact that like you know because she did retire early she got less right. and she was having to like pay of the expenses right. of you know your grandmother and herself right. and like everything and you know the credit cards was how she was probably able to eat and mm-hmm. pay for the the homeowner's insurance on the house and and all of that stuff and it's just she didn't know otherwise and then when she got this money from your um your grandmother's house i wanted to make sure that like this for them it was life-changing money it was money that they had never really seen before especially in one lump sum i'm like how do we like do this the right way because we all know how quickly that money can go. We've all seen the shows where, like, you know, I mean, I, I forget. I've seen like the crazy statistics, but like how lottery winners literally will like be broke. And
2: all right, got that. I think we got that figured out.
3: <laughs> uh, gotta love the internet.
2: Gotta love the internet.
3: <laughs> um, it was like a pure panic. Our like yeah, screen went black. It and and was like. Yeah. <laughs> don't but, miss, don't lose that. It's yeah. gold. <laughs> so if you're
2: seeing this, that means we resolved it. Right. We're if good. If <laughs> not, then we don't have a
3: podcast right. this week. <laughs> um, but what I was saying was how, you know, with your mom and then not having that like knowledge and financial any kind of financial background. We were dealing with the the debt consolidation, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of debt. We had this you You know, she had this new lump sum of money from you know your grandmother's house, Um, and you know we wanted to set herself up like for now this other phase, this new phase in her life. And what do we do with the money? How do we make sure that we spend it wisely? What does that look like? You know, paying off her car and like paying off those kind of things. And like, how do we how do we do this? And I like it was. It was overwhelming because it's like we knew we wanted to invest, but we didn't know the best way to right. do it. Like we went to her bank and you know, the bank, the lady at the bank was super nice. And we ended up like settling on like a it, it was like a seven month or nine month like CD mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And it was simply because we just didn't know didn't what know. else to do. I had looked into the high high yield savings accounts and um, I I. They were so new to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who to go with, which one to go with. Right. And like, you know, I I didn't know how to use them. Well and she was they also, were so new. So she was
2: also way more comfortable going with something. The, that the bank, bank that she already knew, yes. Than yeah, at first. Trying yeah. anything new. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That was another
1: well,
0: you know what's interesting about that, John, actually, is that the US federal government requires banks to buy insurance. It's called F D I C
1: mm-hmm. insured,
0: and so when you're looking at whether or not you can trust a bank, if you see a really good deal and you're like, is this too good to be true? Mm-hmm. Always check to make sure that it's F D I C insured. Cause what that means is that if the bank collapses, the right. federal government is going to pay you back your money. And usually it's up to $250,000 per account. So mm-hmm. like you, you know, not very many of us have $250,000 in one account right. to worry about, but, um, you know, in the instance of setting up a CD with your bank, that's not a bad idea by any stretch of the imagination. Uh But any brick and mortar bank is going to pay you less interest than an online bank. But online banks are scary. I get it. I totally do. So it's like, you know, and kind of like you were saying, Crystal, like, the the term for this is financial literacy, right? And a lot right. of people just don't have it, and it's especially, right. you know, John, you mentioned your family um, immigrated from Cuba. There are so many people here who are either coming from parents who didn't learn it from their parents, mm-hmm. or they're immigrants themselves. Their parents are immigrants, and everyone's just doing the best that they can. And there's a ton of jargon, and truly, I think banks in the financial services industry kind of don't want you to know about it because they right. you right. come in and say, "Hey." I just got this check for $100,000 from selling the house. What you. should yeah. I do with it? Right. Yeah. And then they're going to say, well, here's the thing that's most profitable for us at the bank. And it's not bad for you, but it's really good for us. Right? right. And that's not to say that that's what happened with the CD that you guys got. Right. Right. probably a good yeah. CD. But yeah. just saying that, like, in general, like, it's actually kind of, unfortunately, like, on us as adults to get this information, to get this knowledge. And for folks who, you know, who are listening, they're probably entrepreneurs, right? They may or may not have access to some of these, retirement accounts. But if your spouse or your partner does, it's so important to know what those are and to have yeah, a little right. bit of understanding about those accounts. And I I understand that it's overwhelming and scary. You open, you know, you Google like, okay, what is a Roth IRA, right? We've talked about that's it a bunch of times on the show. Right. You're going to Google it and you're going to watch like six YouTube videos and you're going to end uh, up in a rabbit hole about crypto. And then you're not going to open the Roth IRA. Right.
3: Well, that's right with the high yield savings. I yeah. have heard I had I follow enough financial people because like we've been like on this journey to like right. have better finances and and to have the money work for us and not you know against us and all that stuff. And so I'd heard about them but I still didn't know enough about them, you know, to really like pull the trigger on one. Right. And like I googled it and then I was immediately overwhelmed and I was like cool a cd is where we're gonna go because that's what feels most comfortable and less scary right now and that's okay too because i mean her money is still growing in that cd and it's money that she doesn't need right now and then now we'll have the time to look into uh high yield savings Mm -hmm. then you know maybe we do something you know in addition to the cd or or whatever but taking the like scariness out of it is honestly just what's most important because you know when we get overwhelmed we're just like "Mm, not gonna deal with that and you just don't do it at all
2: right well and also too with with our audience in mind there's so many other things that should be done that need to be done that need to be taken care of that it's hard to to budget out time Mm-hmm. for something like the research and then Stressful it's like money talk When right <laughs> yeah. well when you don't find the answers in that like blocked out 20 30 minutes right then it's like okay cool and then you go on to do something else right. when you come back you have to start all over again because you yeah. forgot what you researched the first time right so yeah it, it's hard to it's hard to talk about but yeah. that's why you need a coach
1: right
0: <laughs> yeah and i think that like to your point john i think people are afraid and so it's not that they're trying to like intentionally be evasive about managing their money or, you know, they're not trying to be, um, you know, intentionally or willfully like not taking action. But a lot of it is also just like, everyone's terrified of making the wrong choice. Nobody wants to make a bad investment. Nobody wants to, you know, bank with a sketchy bank. That's not going to let them Mm -hmm. take their money out whenever they want to or whatever, you know, like we have all heard these stories. And so instead of, taking a risk and doing something that we aren't super comfortable with. There's a lot of inaction in personal finance and I see inaction a lot more than I see incorrect action because right. most people have the same response that you had there crystal, which was like, Hey, this is way outside of my comfort zone. And so right. you fortunately you bought a CD, you actually did something to help that money grow where most people would have just let it sit in a check me account, whittling away at it the whole time. Right. right. Spending it down without really thinking about it. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why, like, I even started this business was not just for the high level investing concepts, but even just like the day to day use of money and getting comfortable with the banking system and getting comfortable with understanding that, like, you deserve to have this information and you deserve to have the power that comes along with the information Right. and being empowered to actually make a friggin decision. Right. Because yeah. that's what it is, is we're just like, oh God, I I finished my coffee. This isn't done. I gotta, you know, get those orders right. out. I gotta pick the kids up at school. I gotta do everything oh under the sun. God,
1: literally it's, how it goes.
0: <laughs> it's literally how it goes. And it's never the priority. And yeah. I think that and that's how we end up letting, you know, we say, okay, we're gonna get that IRA opened this year. And then four years pass and we still haven't opened the yep. ira right and it's not and it's not ignorance it's not stupidity it's not laziness it's, it's and it, people are so ashamed because they're assigning these you know f- emotions to the fact right. that they failed to open the ira but it's like right. probably you googled it and you gave it like the old college try and then you were like right. cool well that was too much i am going to table this for later right yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: and then yeah. later never comes yeah right so yeah.
2: Yeah. there's so many other things
0: yeah
3: Um, so I feel like we could literally talk about this stuff forever. So what we're going to do is we're, I'll maybe put, um, like a poll or some kind of discussion, um, in our group and just see like, what do people want to talk about when it comes to money, um, either specifically business or personal, because yes, this is like more of like a, a business podcast, but. I, when I set this up, I wanted to make sure that we also had like the freedom to talk about life as well. And this, this, this affects our personal finances and personal life as just as much, if not more with our business, because it's all tied together for us as opposed to a lot of people where it can kind of be a little bit separate. Mm -hmm. It all gets muddled together. Um, But I want to make sure that we tell people where they can find you, Um, and think you were going to offer a freebie. We did, we forgot to talk about how, um, that was going to go, but so where can people find you if they want, you know, to get more information or just, you know, follow along for some tips and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I'm super active on Instagram and TikTok, but primarily Instagram. So my handle is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L underscore talks money, Um, you will see my face featured prominently. So if you did watch the (laughs) um, video version of this podcast, you will recognize me. Um, And yeah, I have a great free resource um, that I would be happy for anyone in your audience to have. Um, I will send you guys a link to um, get people set up to download it. But it's essentially just sort of a little bit of an opportunity for you to sit down and like do a little forensic accounting and just see where your money went in a 30 day period. And I know that doesn't sound very sexy, but I <laughs> promise you it will be eye opening and it will give you a lot of information. Like really all we're looking for here is some judgment-free observations about, okay, how are we using our, our finances? And you could do this for your right. business or you could do it for yourself. How are we using it? And, and are we comfortable with that, right? Like, right. do we feel okay when we look at this? If we don't feel cool with it, what are some steps that we can start to take to really change these things? And I think right. this tool is super useful. I get such great feedback about it. Um, so I would love to offer it for you guys to share with your audience. And if you guys have questions too, and you want to connect with me, um, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I am pretty good about checking my, my DMs. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. And also you can check out my TikTok as well. I post usually different videos actually on TikTok. So mm-hmm. if you are much more of a TikTok video person, um, you can check that out. Um, and you're also welcome to DM me on TikTok as well. I, I try to pay attention to both platforms. Cool.
2: And is your TikTok handle the same as uh, Instagram?
0: Yep. It's at it's- Rachel underscore talks money. Um, you can also check out my website, which is just racheltalksmoney.com, join my email list. I send an email every week. And when I am out on the Riley Back project, I will be emailing my audience. So hopefully you awesome. guys will get some. Nice. Folks coming and checking it out, they probably don't have a laser business, but they'll um, okay. be yeah. interested in listening to us talk about long-distance relationships, yeah. <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Great.
2: Well, um, thank you for thank you for your time, yeah, and all the great information you gave us and our audience, yeah. Um, stay right there, and you guys uh, stay tuned for our life update coming up. And we're back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it was a good. Yes. It was a really good talk. Like I knew it was going to yeah. be yeah. like the pre. I feel talk. like we should do more of those pre talks, especially if it's someone we don't know yeah. like super well, or where we're okay. kind of like needing them to up. like well, just needing to like nail down a topic. That was mm-hmm. a perfect idea of like because right. I feel like we right. I wouldn't have known like where we could and couldn't go with her. Right. And like right. I feel like and then too, <clears throat> only knowing her from that quick conversation right at, at Podfest, right. you know, it that the having that talk, I was like, oh. Like, we have a lot to talk about, and the conversation flows freely. Right. Yeah. And that's so important. Well, we didn't want to overlap
2: the same topic that we had with Katie, right? With her, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, like, to see how we can d- when i didn't know
3: like where her specialties were right. and like that kind of right. stuff right. um but yeah the the pre-talk just kind of like let us know like okay this is yeah this is going to be good mm-hmm. and it it was right. I f- i feel just as good as you know i hoped it, it would be and it's just you know it's a topic we all we all avoid um because it's uncomfortable but that wants to have right and that want and need to have. So I'm yeah. I'm glad we did it. There's things that I'm going to implement now that yeah. I wasn't implementing um, before. Yeah, um, I mean, I already wanted so. to
2: try relay, but now I'm definitely yeah. going to get into relay. Yeah, um, more so for the automatic like placement yep. of it. Same. Um, and I mean, I might, I might just leave the brick and mortar and just stay with relay really yeah, i think so because i mean there's nothing i'll have to look to see what yeah. relay like has like as far as you know obviously like debit cards and
3: right well and then i like think that. you know the um pulling out cash would right. be the difficult part if mm-hmm. you ever needed to do that right or um depositing checks I'm not sure how right. that works in there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely worth looking into. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to initially because I had literally just switched banks. Right. And I yep. went through all of that like annoyance mm-hmm. of changing your bank account. Right, on everything right, right. and well, you all have the all automatic. those
2: subscriptions and everything I yeah. do
3: so it's a little easier it's for me easier to just make true. the switch over right. yeah. but but you, and there's that no the no minimum like right, she said like right. finding a bank that doesn't have a
2: but you did you did have a good point with um as far as like depositing checks and stuff mm-hmm. so maybe I'll just let $500 sit there so I don't have to pay for it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. make everything else yeah but the like relay.
3: then it goes into the other part of like having the $500 that sits there that if it's just going to sit there it's not growing yeah and even though it's not sure it's not a ton of money right but if it could be gaining any yeah, percent yeah. of interest well, I'll see what really know,
2: has offered yeah it doesn't me.
3: yeah but i i but, yeah. really love it um yeah. and i personally have just been using it for for a couple months and i really like it so yeah. um i highly recommend it um and then uh what else merch, merch. so we as i kind of talked about, about a little bit briefly and we really wanted to get um, into the yeah. I mean. no, so if you've purchased our merch before, um, my favorite shirts are the um, next level suede version. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, um, and those are they're super, super soft and super comfortable. Um, but that wasn't an option on Printful, unfortunately. They have like a, another next level brand, um, but it was like fitted. And I didn't think a lot of our listeners, I personally don't want, like, fitted. Um, So we tried the Gildan soft style. That's what this one is. Um, And then yours for your Riley Black Media shirts, um, those are Bella Canvas, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a name a lot of people know. Um, Mm -hmm. Gildan is too, but it tends to kind of be like. I don't know. For me, it was like the cheaper connotation. Mm -hmm. But these are a little bit more expensive because they're like the soft style. They're not just the like, you know, uh, bottom tier um, Gildan cheap shirts.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, But those are like, I think even for just the base price, they're $6 more. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to play around a little bit. I'm going to wear this, wash it, see what happens. Um, But hopefully we'll have uh the merch soon and we'll you know be using printful mm-hmm. so that you guys can can get the merch and order. you can support us easily um but then we don't have to have the space for the inventory right. and all right. the well then you don't have to wait
2: for us to re-up like on our inventory right, yeah. and, this and that. It's like you want a shirt you can get it right away <laughs> right you want yeah. it before the next level
3: yeah you can go ahead and get definitely. it before tulsa yeah yeah yeah, and then you can represent while you're there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and when mm. we pan to the live audience, There'll you like all can be wearing shirts. your <laughs> Rally Black Project <laughs> or shirts. Hats. Are hats on there? Uh, I think they have hats. Yeah. They probably don't have the like super nice leather oh, hats that okay. we have. Um, but I'll look. I know yeah. that they're the I did see when I was looking at the shirts, they um just added embroidery and it hmm. had like a little new like, you know, yeah. uh, tag, tag to next it. to it. Um, so embroidery is new. So mm. you might have embroidered, which might not be a terrible like hat idea, especially yeah. it's just like an additional. Right. Um, and seeing, you know, what price we can get. Um, there's also um, Tabitha. We order through her all right. the time. She's actually going to be one of the people who um, is contributing to the giveaway. Oh, um, give yeah. So nice. um, keep keep an eye out for that. I'll be sending yep. um, emails this week to people to see um, if they want to participate. Um, so if you hear this and maybe you didn't get an email and you want to participate and contribute something, just hit me up. Let me know. That is um, yeah. So really, the goal for the week is just to um, survive, get better, yep. <laughs> get over this cold and make it to start- the gym yeah yes make it to the gym and start um knocking out some of these goals or yeah. doing doing that little step towards those towards the goal yeah. yeah
2: well it's been another great episode of the back crystal and john
3: bye Mamie, we're all done <laughs>